my dad and I went to Pakistan. We've been talking um, on Facebook, the Messenger, with these um, people who created this organization called Joel Compassion Welfare Society. And basically, through that, they have been making children's Christian schools, and then they made these women's sewing centers because there the women are so oppressed and um, they get basically sold into these marriages that they don't want to be a part of, they don't have jobs, and they just, it's just this cycle that keeps on going. So they made these sewing centers so that they have this opportunity to have a skill set to have a job and then um, provide for themselves. So, and randomly, really randomly, they named the sewing centers after me. So they're called the Mia Grant Sewing Centers. <laughs> For what reason? <laughs> I don't know, because I had never even, like, because my parents were, like, Skyping them and talking to them, but I had never even talked to them. I knew about them, but then they just named it after me. So that's kind of how God kind of put me through that situation, kind of forcefully, but just in that way. So through that, I have been a part of that. And so that's why my dad and I went to this trip. And before going on this trip, I was just, um, I, I was like, I have, I'm having no expectations. You know, it's a mission trip. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I'm going to be that person just to serve them. I'm, I'm going to be on my knees for them. I'm going to um, just, you know, take care of them. And through that, I set up my own expectations. Because I have also been to Zambia with my mom a few years ago, and I've been on some other missions trips. No, through that, I set my expectations to be like those missions trips. But in return, I was the one being served. And it was just this crazy, humbling, but kind of overwhelming and hard experience because I, I like to control things. <laughs> so I didn't like the situation where I had to release control. And it was really good for me because you shouldn't be controlling. But um, I also just, so basically to set kind of a scene, every day they had something for us. So there were like um, three or four children's schools that we went through throughout the weeks. and. There was three sewing centers that we went to. So throughout the weeks, we kind of just um, visited some schools every day and a sewing center. And then we would go to people's houses for meals. And um, mind you, we are driving in this um, van. And it's like an hour and a half or two hours um, on, on the way there. So it's like three to four hours every day driving. So I'm sitting there. We go to these houses to have meals, and they send us right to their bedroom because that's the only place that has fans. And so then we sit down on their beds because they, they because it's 113, they're like, we're not used to this heat, we need you to be cool, we need you to be sitting. And um, so basically, I was one being served, and my dad was, and it was just this experience. I was like, I shouldn't, shouldn't I be the one serving? Shouldn't I be the one like, no, you sit? But they were definitely not like that. So that was just, um, this expectations that I had, um, but they just were crushed. And then, um, so throughout the trip, we would pray for people. And I've always like, I've always believed in the power of prayer and um, the healing power of prayer, but I've never really seen it like happen. And so I, you know, and through that, I've kind of like, you know, been a little bit, when I pray, you know, maybe something will happen, but not right before my eyes. But this one day we go to this, um, so we were at this house, we had some tea, they call it karak chai because it's chai tea with milk and sugar, so we have that like every day. So we went to this house and did that and they were like, okay, we want you to pray for this woman. And this woman was completely paralyzed, her legs and her arm, and she was really old and she just stayed on the bed all day. And 
Um, so my dad and I went over and we just started praying. And we didn't translate the prayer, it was all in English, which I was like, you know, they're not gonna, no, they're not gonna understand. But I mean, you know, God understands everything, so he's the one who feels. But um, so I start praying and, and at first I'm like exhausted. And I'm just like mentally and emotionally and physically so tired. I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna pray and get this over with. But as I start praying, I'm like, you know, this could actually, I could actually, like, God could actually heal them through me. And um, I started praying, and I started praying, and uh, my dad prayed, and then we um, told her to, we, when, when we were finished, we told her to try to move her arm. And she started moving it, and it was like completely healed. And it, that was just amazing. And just to see that happen um, right before my eyes, like I've never before, just amazing. And how that can happen like anywhere. Sunday, um, the day before, or a few days before we were gonna leave, when I was like kind of ready to come home. That's another thing. Like in other mission trips, I was so excited and I was like, I don't want ever want to leave. But in this trip, I was like just so tired and drained um, that I was like, I'm ready to come home to so my family, just rest a little bit. And um, it was a Sunday. Um, I was, and that morning they told me I was going to speak at two churches, which I had no idea about. And <laughs> and then all of a sudden, our plane tickets get canceled. And I'm like, and the, that um, uh, that airline wasn't going to fly out until August, so today. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh my goodness, I need to come home. I, I don't want to stay here anymore. <laughs> I mean, not in that way, but you know, I just didn't want to get, get stuck here. So um, I started crying. I'm becoming very crabby and bitter. And the, and the van ride, I'm just like, don't touch me, don't touch me. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just, you know, in my emo phase where I just need to get home. And, and then I, I was supposed to at a church and I was like, I don't want to do this stuff. Can you just can you just take it all please? And then he was like, Yeah, no, like listen to actually what you're gonna say. And what I shared was um, throughout all those days was Ephesians 2.10. Um, so we you are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, um, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. So in those I gave him three um, lists or three bullet points, you are a masterpiece, um, you are created to do good works and God has a plan for you. And so as I started speaking that, and like speaking to them through the translating, so it took a little longer to set in for myself too, I realized he has a plan for me. And then my dad's like, things are gonna work out better than you expect. And that's when I really felt peace. Even after, and then especially after the second church that I spoke at, I was like, there's a plan for me. And it did, we got first class seats, so I slept six hours in the way here. But um, um, it was just amazing to see that.